Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. October 27th, 2022. It is Thursday. One more day. Breaking news. According to newly hired attorney, or at least her law firm, Harmeet Dillon, of President Donald Trump, to deal with the response to the January 6th Quote, commission on whether or not he will appear. He has retained uh, legal counsel of Miss Dillon's firm. If you're not following her on Twitter, I highly suggest you do so. Uh, she and her colleagues are um, definitely championing the cause of your constitutional rights in this country. But breaking news, they've also uh, represented the legal interests of Project Veritas, and she just a few moments ago tweeted breaking news. Uh, There is a, quote, cheat sheet here. Uh, This is from Project Veritas. The FBI whistleblower leaks document showing agency targeting, quote, misinformation under election crimes ahead of 2022 midterm elections. You ready? Here it is. This is the bulletin. This is the document that is allegedly circulating throughout the FBI. And it says the title of it is 2022 Midterm Elections Social Media Analysis Cheat Sheet. Okay. What are election crimes? This is, this is all on this document. I'm going to attempt to read it because it's in very small print. Okay. For the following to fall under federal jurisdiction, the following must involve one or more federal candidates on the ballot. Election official misconduct or false voter registration. Per consultation requirement, FBI must consult with FBI HQ, PCU, and U.S., uh, I believe it says 40, consult DOJ-PIN before proceeding with a full or grand jury investigation involving election matters. So this tells you that they are planning to, um, or they have been targeting, and we, we know this since way before 2016 occurred for that matter, but right around 2015, 2016, all of this targeting uh, began in the weaponization of the Department of Justice uh, in the uh, tentacles thereof. So here's some of the items that fall under federal jurisdiction. Campaign finance. Okay, donations made to campaigns that violate federal restrictions on who may donate, donation limits, and use of campaign funds. Examples of violations include corporate donations to federal campaigns, foreign donors to any political campaign, individual donors that exceed the maximum amount allowed under the law, or using a campaign or using campaign funds for personal expenses. Campaign finance violations can occur at any time during a campaign or a candidacy. Now, that's kind of interesting. Since has Mark Zuckerberg been 
indicted for his involvement in the hundreds of millions of dollars that he gave to NGOs for the 2020 election? I don't think so. Uh, Maybe they missed him. Disinformation. Disinformation. These are considered election crimes. Disinformation is now considered an election crime under the purview of the FBI. You ready? False or inaccurate information intended to mislead others. Disinformation campaigns on social media are used to deliberately confuse, trick, or upset the public. Now, for any of you who watched Kill Chain or the uh, documentary on Cambridge Analytica, which you'd be hard-pressed to find at this point. But if you watched that, you know that your own government, along with Facebook, uh, was, in fact, uh, found to be slightly wanton in the area of exactly this, disinformation. This is something that our government has... Um, championed, and it falls under the purview of actually of warfare, to be quite honest with you. So this is something that's been used against other nations to topple other governments. This is nothing new. I mean, all of this information is open source. So disinformation is now considered an election crime and can land you in the crosshairs of a grand jury or a raid or, you know, however else they intend to Um, deal with losing control, if in fact they do. I have no idea what's going to happen. And to be quite honest with you, I haven't really been involved because I'm not focused on the midterms. I'm focused on spiritual matters. So I've said that for I don't know how many months now. Um, You guys can do, you know, I encourage you to go vote. For sure. I mean, you need to exercise your vote. So if you are a legal registered voter, then go vote. Uh, Here's number three, election influence. Mm, Now this gets a little shaky. Uh, Covert or overt efforts by foreign governments, non-state actors, or their proxies, specifically intended directly or indirectly, to affect an election. Now, think about how precarious this can get, right? With as many followers as someone like, I don't know, me, <laughs> as many followers as I have, right? There are people from across the globe who are extremely concerned, just average citizens. As far as I know, they're average citizens. I'm not involved with foreign governments, so I couldn't tell you if someone was um, a, a foreign actor in that way, if they have engaged me on Twitter or my audience or Twitter spaces regarding the 2020 uh, two midterms, I would have no way of knowing that. And this is how precarious and um, I'm trying to think of the perfect word for this. I mean, to me, it's slightly, it's, it's, it is beyond their purview, in my humble opinion, okay, Um, and I believe the opinion of the Dillon Law Firm, otherwise Harmeet would not have tweeted this. Now, I'm going to get over to the sidebar of things that they ask their uh, FBI agents to and employees to consider as they are targeting people 
um, you know, under the guise of election integrity, right? And um, as a matter of national security, what's interesting about that is that we know that campaigns have been shut down and by whom in the past and social media companies have been guilty of doing so about a week out from people's primaries, right? That is otherwise known as election interference. And to be quite honest with you, they know as well as we do that elections really are a matter of national security. But information and skewing how someone looks or appears and heaving mud and slop and all that stuff, that that is part of the political landscape, whether we've liked it or not. I particularly don't care for it. And I've never run a campaign like that because I don't, that's why I'm not really hired to run campaigns anymore because I think if your candidate is not, uh, cannot stand on their own merit without having to run an annihilation campaign against their opponent, then that candidate probably doesn't deserve to be in a position of service to their said constituency. That's just my humble opinion. But we live in a whole other different terrain of guerrilla warfare when it comes to politics these days. So here's the FBI leading the charge. Okay, so election uh, influence. All right, here we go. Um, man, this is inf. Okay, hold on. Did I finish the disinformation? Interesting. Okay, disinformation campaigns on social media are used to deliberately confuse, trick, or upset the public. Um, Arab Spring, anyone? Venezuela? How about the Ukraine color revolution? Any of that ring a bell? Yeah, of which it's been documented that we were neck deep in that as a government. <laughs> and I realize the FBI is allegedly stateside, uh, but, you know, you do the math. Uh, election influence. Covert or overt efforts to foreign governments, non-state actors, or their proxies specifically intended directly or indirectly. See, it's that indirectly to affect an election. I mean, again, that in, that little indirectly is the caveat, right? These activities can include efforts to sway public shape to sway public shape voter preferences for specific candidates or political parties, motivate or suppress specific voting blocks by raising contentious social issues. Oh, you mean like the complete and all-out war against Christians right now? And any candidate such as uh, Doug Mastriano, who is running for Pennsylvania governor, who has been slammed and smeared along with Dr. Ben Carson, who is literally one of the most gentle souls I know of, and I've had him on my show several times, accused of being far-right Christians. Not to mention, Doug happens to be white, so that's like strike two. I mean, I just found a lady's tweet this morning who is like, you know, she's an attorney. She knows better. She's on the left. She's got over 260,000 followers, so she has a significant, you know, amount of influence. And she has done a complete um a a a complete uh literary montage, if you will, against D- uh uh Doug Mastriano and his connection with Dr. Ben Carson who you know, is apparently supporting Doug Mastriano for governor. 
But because they're both Christian, that is a danger to America. That was her tweet. I mean, I've, I, I captured that and responded because I thought, wow, I mean, are you just xenophobic? Or do you just enjoy, you know, targeting and harassing and otherwise endangering Christians with your rhetoric that somehow Christians are dangerous? And listen, I'm gonna, I'm under no grand illusions that Christians can't be dangerous, but Dr. Carson, that's a reach. That's a reach around. Sorry. So, you know, again, I'm wondering, though, does this, are we going to see people on the left who are targeted as well? Because I'm seeing an enormous amount of, quote, racial profiling. And you guys, and faith profiling, you guys know, I believe there's only one race. So I don't subscribe to that mess, and I never have. So we have one race. It's called the human race. So you don't you don't find me placating, and and otherwise, you know, hyperbolically inflaming people because of someone's skin color. That's ridiculous. So let's carry on. These activities can include efforts to sway public shape voter preferences for specific candidates, or political parties, motivate or suppress specific voting blocks by raising attention to social issues. Oh, you mean like Stacey Abrams? Every single ad she has basically talks about the black suppression. I don't know where black people have been suppressed in the state of Georgia, to be honest with you, because we have record turnout right now in early voting for Democrats and Republicans. Matter of fact, Democrats are leading the charge. Imagine that. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not sure how this campaign uh, rhetoric continues, this disinformation, this election influence I don't know how that's allowed to carry on. Why isn't Stacy under grand jury investigation? Okay. Uh, mislead voters about the time, manner, or place of voting, which we know for a fact has been happening to Republicans all over the country. Uh, or undermine confidence in the results of political processes, regardless of whether these activities have a material impact on an election. Okay, so now you're not even allowed to question whether or not something is legitimate. So for everyone who has seen, <laughs> this is amazing. For everyone who has seen uh, True the Vote, uh, Voter Georgia, uh, Vote Georgia, uh, you know, Garland Favorito, all of the subpoena, I mean, I'm sorry, all of the uh, affidavits that were signed, uh, our own Secretary of State's office coming out and saying, uh, yeah, someone needs to wrangle in Fulton County, right? Uh, and by the way, yeah, we did kind of have a have a, a miscount issue. Sorry about that. We were a little sloppy in our reporting and our work in 2020, so sorry. So even if you're discussing that at all, you could land yourself in the middle of a grand jury investigation, under the guise of election influence, which is now considered um, an election crime, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigations. When did the FBI become so invested in elections? I've never even at least overtly seen or heard of the FBI getting involved in election matters. I mean, we can't even get our own GBI involved in our own state Bureau of Investigations said, mm, no, there's nothing to see here. Even though information has come out subsequent to that to say, yep, there were a couple of things to see. Right? 
nothing's been adjudicated, and I don't believe that anything will be. Again, go cast your vote. I mean, there's no way for you to, you know, know if anything is going on if you're not casting a vote. So, I mean, that's just stupid and silly to stay home. Um, and I don't care if you're on the right or the left side of the aisle or in the middle. Go cast a vote for Shane, what's his face? Shane Hazel, if you're in the middle still. You know, I mean, that's kind of interesting. I've never met a libertarian who does not stand a snowball's chance in hell, who will not remove themselves from a ballot for the sake of the election at large because it's like on their bucket list. I mean, I've I've literally had libertarians tell me that before. No, this, I've always wanted to do this, so... I know that your supermajority in the state legislature is up for grabs if if your candidate loses, but, you know, it's kind of on my bucket list. And so, no, I don't think I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. Those are folks who, you know, don't tread on me, right? Who are like, eh, leave me alone. I'm going to do what I want to do. The rest of you can suck it. Yeah, welcome to uh, libertarianism for many people, to be quite honest. No offense against Shane. Go vote for Shane if you want, but... As a campaign manager, you know, that was kind of interesting and very sad, to be honest with you. Very selfish. Uh, Okay, moving right along. Campaign finance, disinformation, election influence. Number four, election interference. All right. Foreign efforts aimed at degrading or disrupting a target's ability to hold elections. Hmm. Including by targeting the physical or technical aspects of an election. You mean like the Chinese guy who was just busted? Okay. Examples may include tampering with voter registration. I'm seeing reports from folks online who are having a very difficult time registering, and they happen to be Republicans. I don't know why. I have no idea what's going on with that. Ballot casting, counting, reporting of results, and functionality of the election infrastructure. I see I've been warning you guys who are out there, you know, keeping up with tags of people who are stuffing, uh, you know, ballot boxes, which is illegal. I mean, it's different. Stuffing ballot boxes is slightly different from ballot harvesting, which I believe affords you no more than two or four ballots. So it's basically like your family members who just can't make it. And they do their own ballot, and they sign it, and they give it to you to go drop off. We're not talking about 20 to 50 ballots, you know, stuffed down your pants to come shove it in a ballot box that some of your very own Republican legislatures made legal. Mm-hmm. Yep, good job, Georgia. So, no, you guys need to watch that. You know, you you need to check your laws in your states to, to see whether or not it's legal for people to be dropping more than one ballot. You do not need to be interfering with someone's ability to drop their ballots if they can harvest their ballots in your respective state. You don't need to um, get in people's faces and start, you know, with all the accusation. No, I'm, t- I'm just telling you, bad idea. Bad idea. We're going to be listening to your sob story, you know, for the next 12 months on Tucker Carlson, you know, after this great, whatever this roundup sheet is. I I don't know. I just hate to see you on it, you know, and just thinking that you're trying to help maintain the integrity of your state elections or county elections and, you know, your federal elections for that matter. So I would, I would really be very much so aware, be up on your state's 
laws. A lot of things have passed recently. So don't go back and look at 2021, 2020's legislative session. No, you need to make sure that you are up on your current state laws about what is and is not acceptable with regard to um, your voting. Now, hopefully you guys are poll workers, not just watchers, but if you are watchers and workers and you are in an official capacity, I'm going to also highly recommend that you document, 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 and you go according to your chain of command. This is not the time to become an election vigilante. (laughs) It's just not. I mean, you know, an FBI friend of mine, actually, I do have those uh, because there are still a few decent people. Actually, he's retired, so maybe that doesn't count. But he was like, you know, Monica, there's no greater safety than um, hiding in the truth. There's no greater place to hide than in the truth. I've actually quoted that in my Bible. Thank you, sir. You know who you are. So I have that written down in my Bible because it's absolutely true. So if you are working above board, even if they come after you with false allegations and false accusations and you end up rolled into some you know, ridiculous uh, investigation or a legitimate investigation and you happen to get rolled into it, Uh, At least you have everything documented, and you did cross every T and dot every I. And in this day and age of complete all-out lawfare, I'm going to encourage you to be sober-minded about your engagement in this process. Don't be afraid, but be wise, be sober, be vigilant, and be lawful. Okay, moving right along. Um, Misinformation. All right, so we've gone from campaign finance, disinformation, election influence, election interference, and now we're at misinformation. False or misleading information spread mistakenly or unintentionally. Now, how many times have I told you on my show that I might accidentally give you misinformation because I've been misinformed on a matter? But once it's brought to my attention, if I can, if I conclude that, you know, the correction is accurate, then I will absolutely, you know, um, retract because that's what you do. If the information that you have been sharing has been found to be incorrect, then the correct and upright and noble thing to do is to publicly correct yourself, right? And so misinformation, false or misleading information spread mistakenly or unintentionally is now considered an election crime according to this FBI cheat sheet, as it's called. Um, Okay, here we go. Let's carry on. Um, let me try to lift this up here. Okay. I think that's all there is. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Voter ballot fraud. All right. Voter fraud occurs when a voter intentionally provides false information during registration, receives money, something of value in exchange for voting, votes more than once, or is permitted to vote by a voting official despite being unqualified, ballot fraud primarily involves corruption in the obtaining and marking of ballots and the counting and certification of election results. Okay, voter intimidation. I mean, voter ballot fraud seems pretty straightforward. Uh, Voter intimidation. The use or threats of force intended to interfere with a voter's right to vote or to pressure on the voter to vote in a particular manner. Okay, the use of threats of force intended to interfere with the voters. Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. That's kind of obvious, too. I mean, give me a break. Uh, But that does happen. I mean, and you know what's interesting is that if the FBI were to actually 
um, exercise this cheat sheet in accordance with most of your state legislatures across the country and Congress, almost everyone would on some level be guilty (laughs) because this is how they operate. I mean, this is the name of the game, right? So how, and, and listen, how those folks vote is it affects all of us. It is really a matter of national health and security. <laughs> Not only is your vote for them, but how they vote regarding your your life, your lifestyle, our laws, right? How what the laws they vote into place or resolutions, right? All of that, all those cans they kick down the field every single day. This is how they do it by intimidation. Many, many, many times. So Kind of interesting, you know, what's good for thee is not good for what's good for me is not good for whatever, goose, gander, all that mess. Okay, voter suppression, last but not least, any effort, either legal or illegal, by way of laws, administrative rules, and or tactics preventing eligible voters from registering to vote or voting generally takes two forms, uh, voter intimidation or non-violent voter interference. See what I'm saying? So, again... Even if you're sitting out there in your cars and you guys think you're being cute, taking pictures of people, I'm just telling you, it could positively land you in the crosshairs of the FBI. And if you're cool with that, then go for it. You know, most law-abiding Americans are already in the crosshairs of the FBI, to be to be honest with you. Um, and most, you know, awake people know that, not to be confused with woke, okay? Which is really sad, because like I said, I have some really cool friends and, and people who have retired uh, who are extremely just great, awesome human beings. I mean, I have nothing negative to say about them. Okay, things to consider. And so they go by the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, Privacy Act, protected versus unprotected speech. Okay. And in the protected versus unprotected speech, they cite Virginia v. Black case. Okay. And so. The First Amendment. Okay. Free speech is one of the... I'm trying to blow this up for us. Sorry, ready? Free speech is one of the rights protected by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. The First Amendment prohibits the investigation intelligence activity based on solely to monitor the First Amendment activities. We must be careful due to concerns that the government is limiting free speech by monitoring activity associated with protected classes. Under the First Amendment, social media and open source is written, spoken, and expressed speech, tweets, instant messaging, Facebook, status updates, Facebook friending and likes, including thumbs up and down, can constitute First Amendment protected speech, even though the information is publicly available. When using open source tools, collection of the type of information should be pertinent to and within the scope of your assessment or investigation. Number two, Fourth Amendment rights. The Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures without probable cause and generally requires a search warrant of the search will intrude on a reasonable expectation of privacy as it pertains to social media and open source publicly available means. The online content must be available to the investigator in the same manner that it is to the general public. If there may be a, quote, reasonable expectation of privacy, the information is not open source. Privacy Act. The Privacy Act also prohibits maintaining information describing how a person exercises the First Amendment, uh, their First Amendment rights, unless the information to is relevant and within the scope of a valid law enforcement purpose. Protected versus unprotected speech. The Bradenbury Test 
is a two-pronged approach to differentiate protected speech from unprotected speech, intends to incite imminent lawless action, and is likely to do so. No First Amendment protection for speech meant to communicate, one, a serious expression of an intent to commit violence, and two, to intimidate others, hereby cited uh, Virginia v. Black. So this is what is circulating and now you understand why Project Veritas was uh, raided in the early dawn hours for merely having possession of Ashley Biden's diary that was given to them by the person who found it, who I believe is in jail. I don't know. I think this person's been indicted. Of course, of course, they've of course, they are targeted. I mean, this is all a matter of, quote, national security. Whenever you think of Ukraine, you know, something to consider. There's all kinds of information in that diary. When has it ever been illegal to acquire someone's diary, much less share it? People share sex photos of teenagers on, I mean, kids share sexual photos of each other online. But somehow their parents are never raided or otherwise investigated, right? Some of these kids, some of your states don't even have laws regarding that. I think ours does, thanks to one of my favorite uh, state senators, uh, Bruce Thompson, who championed that bill, but that was to protect young people who were being completely blackmailed and extorted with these online wackadoo kids and and probably grotesque adults who were using you know naked photos or little nudies or boob shots that they would send to each other. You know, you've got a thirteen year old girl sharing this stuff across and then some idiot shares it across state lines and then it ends up on Pornhub. Who knows? It's just a mess. It's a mess. And so, um, but when did someone who found a diary who may not have even been sure if it was real, although they did take it to Project Veritas. So there's that. But now you understand a little bit more about why they are for sure in the crosshairs of the FBI uh, and probably stay there. But uh, their attorney, Harmy Dillon, has uh, tweeted this. You can see the actual um, document of the FBI that is uh, misinformation Social media, 2022 midterm election, social media analysis cheat sheet. So this is how your tax dollars are being spent to target you, what you say, what you tweet, what you speak in spaces, what you email, what you do in in private messaging, um, all of that. And is all of that supposed to be taken into consideration with regard to your first, fourth and, you know, privacy um, and, and, you know, privacy uh, protections? Sure. But is that what we've seen come out of this DOJ? So again, I'm going to encourage you to speak the truth. Speak it in love and sobriety. Um, You know, stay in your lane. Go vote. And certainly live on your knees because no amount of a midterm is going to get us out of the mess that we're in right now. It's just not. On on, on On a foreign, on an international level. It is not going to get us out of the mess. We, we, it's a good turn. It, it, is a, it would be a good thing to uh, regain control of the House if we have people who will, in fact, hold others accountable who have been uh, making life, quite literally, a living hell for law-abiding citizens. I mean, this is, I'm very sad for my country, I'll be honest with you, and you know I am because I've said it. On multiple occasions. I'm very sad that we have, and I don't say that hyperbolically. I, I am. I'm grieved that this is who and what and where we are as a nation.
my father fought in World War II. My nephew, who was like my son um, at the time, was one of the first in to Baghdad. Um, you know, my sister has been, she's, he, she's repaired fighter jets all over the globe on behalf of our United States Air Force. So um, I have a lot of love in my heart for our armed forces and for us as a nation. And I have always had a love in my heart, and you guys can laugh if you want, uh, but I have always, I was always raised to respect authority and to have a, not a, uh, promise in or trust in not some weird inordinate way that you know that I thought my government was going to save me no none of that but I was raised to respect authority and so it's very difficult to see and hear the stories of innocent Americans who have been completely taken down like gazelles um, by the very institutions and that I was raised, and I'm sure most of you were, to believe we're actually there working on our behalf. It's grievous. It is. It's grievous. And and some people turn to violence when when they and because they don't know they're sad. And sadness has a grief, the spirit of grief has a really funny way of manifesting in people. I've seen it in ministry for over twelve years. And so it's when people have been grieving for a long time and they can't really put a name to it anymore. Um, people with PTSD, um, you know, there, there's a whole underbelly of grief in there. And right under that, there's kind of like this, or above it, is kind of like this little pool. Not for everyone, but for some people, uh, it manifests in the way of anger. And so I always encourage people to just get honest about how sad the situation is so that you can process through that emotion and get, and so, so you don't start manifesting this crazy rage, anger stuff, because that's not going to help you or anyone else. But it is okay to have a righteous anger, a righteous indignation, a righteous and holy viewpoint on something that allows you to call the truth, you know, call things for what they are, call a spade a spade. That is actually very holy. And I'm going to encourage you to continue to do that in the pursuit of truth, in the pursuit of justice, in the pursuit of equality, and in the pursuit of freedom. All right, until next time, make sure you head over to monicaprotectswithgold.com, monicaprotectswithgold.com to protect, hedge your 401k or what's left of it after nearly $4 trillion in basically highway robbery of retirement accounts on behalf of our federal government. Uh, you know, check it out. Pray about it. Use discernment. Contact monicaprotectswithgold.com and a representative will contact you. And who knows, maybe with a qualified account, you'll get up to $10,000 in free silver. Until next time, be good to your neighbor beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.